All right. Hey, everyone. It's been a couple weeks here. I know I said a while back, I think last week, that I was going to make another episode of the podcast, Um, but school kind of started and we're kind of in the swing of things now, Um, and so we were kind of establishing a rhythm, but uh, here we are. So uh, today we finally have some exciting news. We have um, our first special guest. So this is my friend Shiloh. Hello. Hey. Um, so yeah, so Shiloh, me and him go way back. We, it's kind of weird. We had like a mutual like best friend back in Kelowna, but me and Shiloh never really connected. Um, but since he's come to CBC last year, we've become really good friends and becoming really close. Um, and so yeah, Shiloh, why don't you just kind of introduce yourself, tell us whatever you want to introduce yourself, tell us about yourself a little bit. Oh, um, well, my name is Shiloh. I, uh, I go to Columbia Bible College with Levi. Uh, I'm 20, so... I don't know. I guess I was about my faith. I grew up as a Christian, and um, I don't know. I'm just still growing. I wouldn't call myself a scholar or anything, but uh, I don't know. I'm willing to learn and kind of talk about Jesus and just life in general. Yeah. What's uh, either a really stupid or a really fun fact about yourself? Oh, man. Well, I guess at one point I had a 23-foot stretch limo. That was fun. From the 80s, it was pretty cool. Sweet. That was, it was also pretty cool trying to do the road trip to try and get down there. I remember that was an adventure. We got like a bunch of us piling in a car. We ended up going down to, what was it, Lumbee? I don't know. Somewhere up north. Yeah. I got a flat tire on my car, and then it, was, <laughs> it, was my, it happened to be my first day at my new job at the Salvation Army, and I was like six hours late for work on my first shift, and it was, it was fun. It was, yeah, it was an adventure that I'll never forget, and, but you know what? It was for the limo, so it was worth it. We broke a few lug nuts that day. <laughs> we threw the tire over the curb into the creek, never to be seen again, and then realized we needed the parts that were on the tire, and it was a great time. Um, so yeah, that was that was the time. Anyway, um, so today's topic is kind of, I mean, broadly speaking, today's topic is just kind of on the Bible. Um, so biblical proficiency um, is kind of a way you could label it. Um, so we're going to kind of just uh, rattle off some questions. Um, if you guys have any questions either on the live or um, whatever, you can pop them in here and we'll do our best to kind of stay on top of them. And then we'll just kind of just go through... Um, different strategies for reading the bible what uh both maybe more some more complicated stuff but also the goal is to kind of simplify it as well so um yeah i've had the reason for this one is kind of i've had several people from the last couple episodes kind of reach out and then also just within my our own communities and stuff at work or whatever um just being like hey like i don't actually really know what the bible is how do we read it um and yeah, our hope is to just shed some light on perhaps, um, yeah, the Bible, I guess. So um, we could start, Shiloh, how do you, like for you, what is the Bible and how has it changed since you've come to Bible school? Um, man, I think, first of all, I just got to say, like, I, I'm not very uh, super educated in this area. Yeah. I'm just like growing and in a in a place of growth and learning every day. But um, so yeah, some of the stuff I say, this is all strictly subjective. Yep, and that, as it should be, I think to some extent. Um, but yeah, the Bible. Hmm. Well, I guess 
in my past two years at CBC, I've realized that the the Bible is really holds a lot of authority, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I think it's really the foundation in a lot of ways of of Christianity. Yeah, because we really get everything from it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's kind of just the backbone of Christianity. Yeah. Do you find um, a lot of, or in your experience, do you find a lot of churches and stuff today um, hold to that, both in their action but in their word as well? I think in their word, most, pre like any good church should, but do you think their actions also, like, um, follow that as well in your experience? Uh, I think it depends on the church, mm -hmm. but um, I think from my experience, um, churches are trying their best right um but yeah like ultimately they're run by us flawed humans and we all make mistakes mm -hmm. um but i think at the at the heart uh i would hope that churches would uh would want to mm -hmm. just set a standard of yeah of um just getting information from the word and basing the church in the word mm -hmm. right. yeah so I think in my experience I've, I've been to some pretty good churches but I've also been to a few that maybe uh, stray from that a little bit and that's yeah. when it gets kind of a little bit edgy <laughs> right definitely yeah I think for me um, I mean I grew up in a Christian home and so I've um like, I've always grown up with... I mean, I wouldn't say, like... I, my parents never, never like, preached at me about, about like, the importance of the Bible, per se. But, like, it was just kind of always there. Like, I've never really known anything different. Which I think is both a good thing, like, for me. But it's also hard because it makes it difficult for me to relate to other people who, have, who haven't had that experience. Um, but I think for me, like, the Bible has always been something that I've read. But never read it seriously like I would read kind of the interesting stories like any like any I, especially I feel like with any guy especially like I would grow up and I'd be like I want to read Daniel Alliance then because it's a cool story or David and Goliath cool story um, but I never really saw any significance behind it or never really read like the things in between and now since I've come to Bible college I'm in my third year um, I've realized that the Bible is both the most simple book and the most complicated book both at the same time if you if someone wants to sit, simply sit down and simply just read it, they can, and I can understand a lot of it, or they can apply a lot of it. Specifically, especially the New Testament, um, but at the same time too, once you get into the nuances of Scripture, like the language, so Greek and Hebrew, which are both dead languages, well, especially biblical Greek is, um, it gets so complicated. There's um, understanding the culture and the authorship and the reason for each book is so 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 important. Understanding it. Um, there's so much more to the Bible than what we have in like our physical books today. We have um, like there's so much more. There's the Apocrypha and like all these different um, books and stuff that you can read. Um, but I've definitely come to a new appreciation of the Bible. Like I'm actually at a point now where I sit down and I genuinely like relish and enjoy reading my Bible in the mornings and stuff like that because there's a lot. Um, there's so much more to it than just what's on the surface, which is so fascinating. Um, what's something that you would say that you struggle with in the Bible, whether it's a teaching or uh, maybe it's consistency? Like, what's kind of like if there if there was like one thing that you say I struggle with this when it comes to the Bible? Like, what would you what would that be? 
uh, I'd say reading it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really tend to read books just on my own. I, yep. I, uh, I get bored very easily. Um, and yeah, I think just disciplining yourself and sitting down and reading, like, that is so hard for me to do. And it can be especially hard when you're not understanding what you're reading, too. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, uh, just actually taking time out of my day and tracking down, breaking open the pages and reading them. Yep. Um, that's probably the most difficult thing for me. Right. For sure. I would say that used to be the case for me, and now I think it's for, for me at the point is I actually get caught so cut up in the nuances of, like, all the technicalities and stuff like that, that sometimes I can miss the overall message. Like, I could be reading the Gospels, which is, like, such a simple, um, book, and it's, like, the essentials in, in a way, and I could be so fixated on finding the symbolism and stuff like that that I forget of the overall message that Jesus came, and, um, which is, I mean, it's not necessarily, like, a bad thing, but it's, it's, uh, because, I mean, I, I think to some extent you can never study too much, but, you know, when people, for example, uh, I was sitting in my apologetics class yesterday, and we were joke, uh, Andy Steiger, the professor, he was kind of joking, and he's like, yeah, someday I'm going to get one of the students to come up here and just explain the gospel to me in five minutes. What is the gospel? I honestly, like, I mean, I could do it for sure, but, like, I would probably get, start rambling on and start talking about some of the nuances and stuff and forget the basic message to, like, the essentials of the Christian faith. Um, so that could be a struggle for sure. Um, similarly to like with doing devotions in the morning and stuff like you often would go to that to be challenged or to be encouraged and sometimes I'll just be sitting there studying the Greek and like writing out things and it's like well you know what um yeah so um I don't know what else uh do you find do you have like a preference for the version um of that you read and if so why or like what has made you choose well, you know, to be honest, I don't think I really have an opinion on it because I don't really know enough about the versions. I, I learned a little bit about them, but, like, I wouldn't be able to tell you what the difference is between the right. ESV and the NIV. Like, <laughs> I literally don't know. I I know that um, my, my personal Bible is the ESV. Yep. And that's kind of nice. But uh, I've heard people in the church just kind of say like oh the message yeah that's a that's a that's a dangerous one yeah but i don't know i i don't really have a problem with it because i think it's actually pretty good yeah this is my hot take on the message i think um i think it's really good Mm -hmm. especially for like new christians or like people who are reading because like you open the bible and you'll read about like something super weird and then it might scare people away and right. or they might have no idea what's happening like that <laughs> revelation <laughs> well, yeah that happens to me all of the time like i open the bible and i'll read something and i'll just be like what the heck is this i have no idea yeah but so honestly like i think the message is fine yeah i agree i, I agree to some extent i think um i think it's important like for me if i'm handing someone a bible who's never maybe had one in their hands before i would do my best to hand them uh the message as well as like an niv or esv or something like that because then it's like okay i would say go to this and then if you can't understand it go to the message or vice versa because it brings clarity like i i did that there was a there was a client at work 
uh, recently, and I gave him, I had the privilege of giving him a Bible, and like I was like, here, take both, because I was like, if you don't understand something, go to the message, and then if you don't understand that, read your NIV. Um, as far as different versions go, I mean, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter, um, but uh, I personally prefer the ESV, especially being in school. For one, I mean, it's easy because most of the professors here use it, and if they don't, they will quote otherwise, um, but... I find that the ESV is the more the most academic um, Bible. Like any time, it almost it seems to resemble a lot of like how the Gospel of Luke is written. So the Gospel of Luke, Luke was a doctor and a physician, and so his his, his Gospel is a very detailed account of um, everything that you don't get as much of as in Matthew, Mark, uh, and John. Um, and so I find similar to that. That's kind of what the ESV is to supplement everything and. So I would, I would say between that and the NIV and, like, a lot of people don't even know about this version, but the CSB, it's called the Christian Standard Bible, I think. Um, I would go between those three or, or the message. Um, and then, yeah, I think, and I, I've recently come to a place of appreciation, appreciating language, um, both the English language, but also trying to appreciate the Greek and, and that kind of thing as well. And so at times I do actually find myself reading like King James or something like that too. I would never use that as my primary one, but sometimes I do go to it like simply to get more of an artistry or something behind it. Cause like poetry and that kind of thing, I think has a lot of beauty to it. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. I mean, it's all the Bible. They all say essentially the same thing. Um, and so, yeah. Um, what is... Hmm, I'm trying to think. What, what's your biggest encouragement when it comes to the Bible? Like, I mean, a simple answer would be Jesus, woo. But, like, besides <laughs> that, maybe as, like, a character trait or something like that. Like, what, something that's, like, your, that the Bible time and time again or a theme maybe that you come back to that brings you encouragement or brings you comfort hmm um maybe like the bible is um it's it's got some really interesting things in it that mm-hmm. I don't that like you don't necessarily learn in church or yep. Sunday school yep um so I think just like reading especially the old testament mm-hmm reading some of the stories and just like realizing that that actually happened mm-hmm. and like it's true and then there'll be something crazy like the sun will stand still for a little while and Ooh. it's just really cool so did you ever have to write a paper for old testament survey about what you think that actually means i know i wrote that's what i wrote my paper on in in my first year oh i didn't write a paper on that but what do you okay how about this what do you think it means I think it's more of a metaphor. Um, like, I don't know. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think it matters. But I do think that, um, I, honestly, I don't remember what I thought. I do, I, I know that I wrote my paper on the fact that I think it's more metaphorical and that, um, that the day was longer. Because I think to compare that, to, like, I, I put it this way, I don't think it was a miracle. I, I, I think... Um, like similar to how our days vary in length throughout the course of the year I think it could have been like an extreme case of that Um, but 
at the end of the day, I think it's, uh, I don't think it really matters. Like, I don't think it changes the story, essentially. I think it's something that you can kind of just read over, although it is interesting to think about and to talk about. Um, but yeah, I think for me, my biggest uh, encouragement would probably be just the communal aspect behind the Bible. We're never, like, something I've always wrestled with, both biblically, but also um, in just in my own life has been community. Like, I grew up in Kelowna and I never really had like as maybe self-deprecating as this is to say I never really had like my friends like I never really had found like my group of people I was kind of like everybody knew who I was and I knew who everybody was but no one really like wanted to hang out with me and like I would only do things if if I instigated it which is both I don't know it could be frustrating at times um and so finding the communal aspect and then also being encouraged that like that's what the church is the church is the people um and to like if there's ever anything that you're lacking understanding in go to people um to seek understanding um and then even like i mean before the earth and before anything was even created god existed as the holy trinity god the father god the son and god the holy spirit and so i'm like if nothing else like like you can almost like before in god in the beginning god created you can almost insert before that there was God, like the triune God. And so if, if you get nothing else from the Bible, like the essentials of community, I think is like a big thing because God existed in relationship with himself before there was anything. And then he created two people. He created Adam and he created Eve. So I think time and time and time and time and time again, we're called into relationship or called in community with God, with ourselves and with one another. And I think that's a really comforting thing. Same thing, God sent the Holy Spirit who dwells with anyone who professes his name. Like, so that's almost like a relationship with your head and your heart. And I think that's really, really cool and so important. Um, okay, on the flip side, what's something that you, like, I know we already talked about what you struggle with, but, like, what's, like, a character trait or something that the Bible speaks on that you are, like, challenged by, not not discouraged by? Like, it's something that you're, like, I know we're called to this, but you're challenged by. Something that you're, like, oh, I need to work on that consistently. Uh, hmm. Old Testament laws, Oof. because <laughs> it's hard to know which, like, whether or not they still apply to us, and, like, if so, like, I don't know, I think people kind of pick and choose mm-hmm. at times, Yeah, and, like, myself included in that, um, yeah, it's, it's tough to know, like what still applies to us right. or whether it does at all yep. or whether just like everything after Jesus is like all we should be focusing on because obviously you need to understand the Old Testament to understand the New Testament Yes. but then same thing like with all the rules what do we actually follow from that I think that I struggle with that yeah so here's a question so I was actually asked this in um, I'm in uh, Old Testament theology class right now um, and one of the opening questions he asked, he said, okay, so do you think you need to understand or you need to read the New Testament in order to understand the Old Testament? Or do you need to understand the Old Testament in order to read the New Testament? Or is it perhaps both? Where do you kind of feel like, like, where would you lean, do you think? Oh, I like to start at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I would agree as well. Um, but I do also think, I think it's important to do both. Like, I think, uh, like, I would say to a new Christian, I would recommend reading the Gospels, and which is part of the New Testament, and I would recommend them continuing into the New Testament first. Like, I think Genesis would be important, but beyond that, I'm like, I would say Genesis and your Gospels are, like, the essential to someone who's never read a Bible. 
But for someone who's more versed or who is consistently seeking that, I think, well, it's important to do the old. I don't know. I think, yeah, maybe it's like a little bit of both. Because <laughs> if you're reading the Gospels and you don't know the history of Israel yeah, and like the background and the setting behind it, I don't think it's going to have the same kind of impact or like significance. And I think that might be part of the reason why like a lot of people, they, they might read the Gospels and then right. just think like, so what? Yeah. Like he came and saved us from our sin. But like, there's not that background of like what the rest of history, you know? Right. right. It's just like kind of drops them into like the middle. Mm-hmm. Right sure. at the turning when they don't see like what previous. came before yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah hmm. yeah I had a I mean I think you would know do you remember um, Silas uh, no uh, Boston I think his last name is from Kelowna yeah. okay anyway he he was a good friend of mine um, in high school and stuff but um, and we did Alpha together and stuff in high school um, but he uh, he brought up the point one time and he was like what if the Bible was only the Gospels I was like, hmm. I was like, I wonder if, like, like if you can, like, and his argument was that you could find everything that the Old Testament says and everything that the New Testament says if you dig deep enough, like, if you study it hardcore, that the Bible could be broken down into the four Gospels. Not one, but four Gospels. And I was like, that's interesting. But then I was like, okay, well, I mean, some people would say that Acts is the fifth Gospel, as it's kind of like a part, part two of Luke. Um, but I was like, it would remove a lot of that because that's right where the Gospels end. And I was like, what about things like, although it's maybe confusing and stuff, what about Revelation? What about, like, and I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't say no. It's not an answer that I could be like, oh, no, that's not true right off the bat. But I do wonder if, like, I wonder if there's some, like, some truth to that. I would disagree. <laughs> I think I would, that's where I lean, but. I would say no right off the bat. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, God gave us the Bible, <laughs> the whole Bible. Yeah. We should study every part of it. We shouldn't spend all of our focus on the Gospels, even though that is, like, super important because mm-hmm. that's literally the foundation of Christianity. Yep. But no, you gotta you got to understand the whole Bible, right? mm-hmm. the whole thing, and everything in it is valuable. Right. I think on the topic of the Gospels, um, I think it might be helpful for, especially for people who maybe are new to the Bible or who have never touched it, like those people that have asked me to kind of do this, do this topic, um, to lay out some of what the differences between the Gospels are. Because a lot of people will look at it and be like, okay, look, I'm reading the same story four times. Which you are, but there is some differences. So, um, do you remember any of these, any of the differences between them? Maybe we can test you. Or well, okay, let's see. <laughs> I will be very bad at this. That's fine. I'll, but, I'll fill in the blanks. Where I don't know everything, but I'll fill in the blanks where I can. So, I know that Luke is very, like more professional, I guess. Yep. More organized. Yep. Because Luke was a doctor I guess yep and that yeah like you said Acts is kind of the second part of yep Luke so Luke supposedly wrote both Luke and Acts yep and so then with Luke too it's um it's I I can't remember if it's the only one but I believe it's the only gospel that gives that we believe gives an orderly account like it goes from Jesus' birth right to his death and to the resurrection no. right from the beginning it doesn't jump back and forth I think it's the only gospel that does that huh. I think so if you want, like, an orderly account, like, this is how it happened from point A to point B, read Luke. Uh, okay, what about John? What's significant about John? You know what? 
to be <laughs> straightforward with you, I couldn't tell you. Okay, so John um, is so symbolic. So, like, if you don't understand Jewish culture, you will not understand John. John is so symbolic. Uh, I'd have to... I honestly would have to watch it again. But um, for anyone who might be listening, um, highly, highly, highly recommend checking out um, Mark Clark from Village Church. He does a sermon, a whole sermon series. It's like a year and a half long on the Gospel of John. But specifically, uh, it's, I believe, John chapter 2 or 3, where it's the wedding feast. And he does a sermon that is just so mind-blowing about, like, the significance of, like, why Jesus like filled the wine in the in the jars uh and like how significant it was that like just everything the, the historical significance and the cultural significance of everything that happens in john um and to john is the gospel that um it has a purpose behind it i think it's john chapter 20 and it's basically it, it says um i'm gonna pull it up because i don't want to misquote it at the danger of Doing it while I'm looking it up. What is significant about uh, Mark? Oh, I should know this because I <laughs> I took a class called the Gospel of Mark. Good class, good class. Michael Zook, bless your heart. Uh, I think it like there's a um, kind of hidden stuff in Mark. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's like really cool little Easter eggs, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Almost so like. I remember Michael Zook, the prof, going to talk about portraits yes. of Jesus. Yep. So, like, Jesus, Four primary ones. Jesus as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Jesus as a prophet. Yeah. Two for two. Jesus as God. Mm-hmm. No? I know what the last one is. I can't remember what... Uh, servant, I think. Oh. And then Jesus came. Oh, okay. I think the third one's servant. Because the thing is, there's four primary ones, but, like, within each primary ones, there's almost, like, sub-portraits, where it's, like, there's, I think, like, like that's what I wrote my paper on, is there's over, like, a hundred, probably, ones that you could find. Yeah, I just remember that Mark is very, like, well thought out, yes. and, like, it has... Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Kind of. No, Mark's actually, like, the fast-paced gospel. Like, oh, yeah. if you want, like, only the important events... Mark, read Mark. Like, in Mark, like, in comparison, like, Luke's, like, 20-some, 26 chapters, I think, like that. John is, like, 20-something, 21. Uh, and Matthew is, like, 26 or 28. Or 28, because the Great Commission is Matthew 28, I believe. I think. I don't know. Anyway, but uh, in comparison, Mark is 16 chapters. Mark is very short. Um... So back to John for a minute. So in John chapter 20, verse 30, it says the purpose of this book. Uh, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and that by believing in him, you have life in his name. So essentially the purpose of John is to point to the fact that Jesus is God. Um, And so there's, that's embedded in the symbolism and everything that's there. Uh, What else have we done? Um, Mark's fast Matthew. Matthew. What's Matthew? Well, I don't really remember what's significant. I think I, Matthew shows, like, the struggle of the disciples and stuff, doesn't it? I have no idea. I, I don't know. It's kind of about Matthew. Oh, we forgot something about Mark, though. Mark um, also has a consistent theme of astonishment and amazement. The disciples are constantly astonished and amazed. The Pharisees are constantly astonished and amazed, and it eventually leads them to kill him um, and, and such. But... Um, like everybody's always like Jesus goes in to a city and he goes out and he rests and he prays and whenever that happens people are amazed. Um, Matthew, 
I feel like I should know this being a third-year biblical study student, but uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of what's so special about Matthew. Matthew's the other one. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think they're all important, but it is important to know like the differences between each one and why they're why they're important. Um, yeah, I think um, what would be some encouragement that you would give to someone who's new to the Bible? Um, or, at, well, I mean, to anyone, really. We could go both ways. Like, to new to the Bible and someone who's maybe more experienced. What would be some Shiloh wisdom with the, with the mustache, with the mustache of wisdom? I don't know. Like, what, what would you give to somebody? <laughs> Good question. Um, I think advice I would give myself. Yeah would be just like character traits let's go yeah I would be just like keep on reading it yeah even if I don't understand stuff Mm -hmm. maybe look it up ask some questions ask someone more knowledgeable than myself yeah that would know yeah and then um read it again (laughs) and then like yeah because I think the more you know the more you're gonna get out of it and the more you're gonna pick up yeah yeah I mean, to, to add on to that, I agree. Like, I was going to get super depressed. Well, not really. It's not actually that depressing for a second. But, like, uh, at my grandma's funeral, like, last year, um, I think my grandpa said something that, like, in her life, she died at, like, I think she was, like, 65 or 66. And she read something, the Bible cover to cover, like, 48 times in her lifetime or something like that. I'm like, that's insane. That's crazy. And I don't know, like, where I stand. Like, I don't know if there's... I think there's value in reading the Bible cover to cover, especially, like, beginning to end. I think there is value in doing that a couple times. But I also think that there's value, too, in reading specific books just kind of whenever, like, doing an in-depth study on certain books at a time and stuff. Like, I think it's important to get both, um, uh, which we'll come back to in a second. But um, I'm, like, I was, like, I'm amazed by that. Like, that's incredible. Um, like, I don't I could, I don't think I'm going to do that in my life. I don't know if I've actually ever read the Bible. I've read, I think, every single book, but I don't think I've read it cover to cover before. I think I've started in Genesis and got to about Leviticus. And by the time you get to Leviticus, if for those of you who have tried, you will know. By the time you get to Leviticus, it's pretty hard to keep going <laughs> after that because it's, it's pretty, pretty, especially depending on what your view is on if we are to hold to these laws or not. Like, I know for my grandma's stuff, she actually held to a lot of those laws, which... I don't know where I stand on that. She wasn't, like, she wasn't killing oxes. She, she wasn't killing oxes, man. She wasn't doing that in her spare time. Um, yeah, so I think I've, I would say, for me, the type of advice that I would give would be, uh, I mean, yes, uh, to, uh, to echo on through that as well, but also um, take the time to study it. Like, nobody knows... Like, I think there's this maybe misconception that to study the Bible is to know the answer. We're, I don't think we're meant to know. I don't think we're meant to know everything, so just do it. Like, if you're interested in something and you want to find and figure out something, Google, uh, maybe not Google it, but, like, go to, like, probable sources, look at books, go to commentaries, go to the library. I mean, last, worst comes, worst serves, Google it. Like, talk to people, get their opinions on it. Like, I think it's so, so important. It's something that's so uh, devalued in our culture, just to have a simple conversation. Like, even if we have competing perspectives on something, Biblically or not biblically, like, it's hard. Like, in our culture today, we don't often, we won't often sit down and have a a productive, healthy, non-argumentative conversation about that. But I think it's so, so, so important. Um, So I would say that. Um, Oh, shoot. What was the other thing I was just going to ask? Oh, 
No, no, it wasn't a question. I was going to say, too, I think there's a lot of value in doing different things within your Bible reading. So something that I've been doing is, like, I'll read – I mean, simply would be to do different versions. So, like, I have I'm – I'm that Bible college student that, like, like unashamedly, I have ESV, I have an NIV, I have the message, I have – a study Bible, a non-study Bible, like, yeah, I'm that, I'm that kid that has, like, a lot, but also, um, there's this one called The Story, which is kind of like a, oh, uh, I've read that, yeah, it's really cool, it's like, it, it, it puts the biblical story, um, it's based out of the NIV, it's by Eugene Peterson, who's the same author as the message, as the message, and it's basically writes the ball, the, the Bible, the Bible out like a novel, so, like, chapter to chapter, so it talks, like, there's a chapter on slavery, and so it tracks all through slavery throughout the Bible and how that theme is seen throughout all of the Bible. Um, so I think it, there's value in doing, like, different perspectives. So, like, this gives you, like, a bird's-eye view of God, essentially, um, and the struggle that we as humans face. Reading, I don't think there's any ever any replacement for reading the Bible at face value, but reading things like the message for seeking understanding, um, reading, like, I think, my point being, I think that there's value in reading things from different perspectives. Reading the Bible cover to cover, reading just the Gospels, reading... Old Testament, New Testament. Like, I think there's there's a reason, though we, after the Bible was written, though we added chapters and stuff, and verses and stuff to the Bible after the fact, after it was written, um, I think that there's value and f- there's a lot of reasoning and precision as to why the Bible is divided the way it's divided. And I think we should capitalize on that, essentially, in our reading. Um, yeah, so I would say that's another piece of advice, but something that I've always found interesting, too, is like, and do multiple at the same time. Like, go and read, I don't know, go read Psalms from this perspective and then read it from a different version or a different perspective. And, like, it's pretty interesting to find some of the differences and the nuances that each one can have. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's hopefully some, like, practical advice for people. Um, is there anything else you kind of want to add, touch on before we kind of wrap it up? I think we're getting to about half hour, so we kind of want to cut it, finish it up pretty quick, but... Uh, thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> yeah, man. Anytime. It's been a pleasure. I was really excited to have a guest, and especially you as my first guest. I think you're a pretty honorary member to be my first guest. Well, I've always wanted to be on a podcast. Now yeah, you are. You're famous. You're but, basically uh, there. I feel like I feel like I am not super great for a biblical podcast just because I'm not yeah, super man. knowledgeable in the Bible. But I think there's value in that. But you did get to hear my thoughts and opinions there you go um so you can listen to them or not but that's what i think yep great um i mean i think if nothing else yeah like it's just good to get different perspectives so thanks for joining um yeah and we will wrap it up there and call it a day um if you guys have any as per usual if you guys have any other questions follow-up uh encouragement even challenges towards some of the things we've been saying um don't hesitate to reach out to me um, for those of you on social media or whatever um, or even for those who have my number I'm not going to just give out my number but you know um, and that kind of thing and yeah we'll call today there and hopefully we will record another episode probably next week but um, we'll, we'll see what we can do do you have like a sign off thing like uh, boop, boop, boop. Yeah. we do now alright everybody this it is here we go boop, 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 pow. good night everybody